Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Hope you had a wonderful Christmas celebration with your friends and family. And we're getting ready to kick off that fun week here between Christmas and New Year's, where you probably don't know what day of the week it is. It's Monday if you're getting the show as it comes out, but if you're listening to it later, who cares? We're going to have a fun trip report with Marcus from down in Houston, Texas, talking about his first trips. Actually, the first one out to Disneyland back in 2019, and then his first trip to Walt Disney World just earlier this year that was delayed by COVID for quite a long time, and how they stayed at Bay Lake Tower and at Kidani Village because they ended up buying into DVC. That's how excited they were after their Disneyland vacation. So we talk about some fun meals at places like Chef Mickey's and Pecos Bills and Vietnapoli, about those two resorts and fun times in the theme parks as well. I know you're going to love this show to kind of wrap up the trip reports for 2022. As always, don't forget our shows are brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are standing by right now over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. We could not do it without you. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you here in the new year. Come on over. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2,213 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Robin from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you and one more time, Merry Christmas. I know that we're wrapping up uh, Christmas here the day after Christmas, Boxing Day, actually. Marcus, uh, our guest here in just a second, reminded me. And I just hope everybody had a wonderful time with friends and family over the weekend, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. And you know what? It's still the greatest time of the year because it's it's bowl season for college football. And the bowls just get bigger and bigger and better. And the prizes get bigger and better and, and all that good stuff. So I'm still in a great mood. And the, the good news about this week coming up, because I'm a huge Christmas fan. And I know it's kind of a letdown once you get through Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. But this is that cool week where you probably won't know what day of the week it is. You know, is it Thursday? Is it Monday? Is it Tuesday? Who cares? It doesn't matter for most people. So enjoy the week. Spend time with friends and family. And thanks for listening to our show. Because I understand. You're probably not on a commute. You're probably not working today. Unless you're, you know, out there, one of the, you know, somebody out there, you know, in retail or out there, you know, first responder or something like that. If you are, thanks for being out there. But if not, whenever you listen to the show... Thanks for being there. We appreciate you. So let's have a fun trip report. Marcus, down in Houston, Texas. Marcus, one more time. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. What's going on? Hey, Mike. Nice. Thanks, man. I appreciate you you having me. Man, this is a this is a dream come true. I, I love the show and love to be a part of the part of it with you, man. I love it. So, uh, what do you guys do for the holiday? What how's it how's it celebrated down uh, in the south? Uh, well, you know, usually sometimes it's, it's celebrated in shorts. You know, I think we talked about that earlier. You know, we've I think we've worn shorts the last few years. I, you know, we got some potentially a, some snow coming, and I, you know, I'm not holding my breath. Um, to be honest with you, after the freeze we had 
I think last year yeah. I, I've had enough snow. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm over that. So, uh, but yeah, no. Normally, you know, just family. Hopefully, staying close to home, trying to uh, spend as much time with the kids and, and the family. You know, enjoying enjoying the time off. So I know you have a uh, little ones. So what this year? What what was the big toy that that the little ones were asking Santa for? Because you know, it, I, I used to know. You know, but now yeah. my youngest is 14, going to be 15 next week. Oh, my gosh. That's, I can't believe it just came out of my mouth. So, you know, everything's expensive and, like, electronic. So what what is the new kind of hot thing for the kids? Well, you know, my, my daughter's into these things. They're, like, called, like, LOL dolls. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest fan. They seem kind of, like, sassy to me, you know, yeah. but that's – She's she's five now. She'll be six in January, and that's what her friends are into now. And so that's what that's what's coming for her. Um, and my 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 son is going to be getting a uh, a um, a balance bike. He's he's he'll be two uh, Saturday this week, and so he's all into that. You know, he's your, your typical boy, I guess. He's into the the cars and the bikes, and so uh, yeah. So we're excited. I mean, honestly, it's a uh, they're young enough now that we can kind of guide them however we want right. them, right? You know, they're they they're not all in school yet, so we can kind of dictate kind of what the new hotness is of the year. Um, but yeah, now that my daughter's in kindergarten, uh, that's you know starting to see the influences come in from from the other kids and from our friends. It is kind of funny though because nowadays I think you know like when my old my oldest who's now twenty six. This just shows how old I am. Like, you know, everything she wanted was because we watched stuff on TV with all the commercials. That's how she was swayed. And you right. mentioned kind of that, L I have no idea what an LOL doll is, but <laughs> Paige always wanted those Brat. They were called Bratz dolls, B-R-A-T-Z. And they were yeah. you know, like dolls that had just crazy attitude. makeup on and attitude. Yeah, exactly. And then I felt kind of the same way about those. And then she had the Polly Pockets that, you know, had the million pieces. You'd step on them. They were like... It was like Legos, but for girls, you know, it's like a minefield. I always stepped on, you know, a high heel coming off one of the dolls. Crazy. So I just wonder what was hot out there. You know, you never go wrong with a bike. I mean, that's 100% satisfaction guaranteed from Santa. So. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, definitely. You know, the brass, it sounds like it's uh, the precursor to the LOL doll. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, totally. But, yeah, right. no, you're right, though. It was the same for me. Obviously, you remember the commercials, you see it. Um, but yeah, with Disney Plus now, you know, we uh, obviously don't get any of that. You know, we'll watch the occasionally the Disney Channel app and they still run commercials because that that service is, I think, free for the most part. So you still get that. It, it, you, it, you can tell they're not used to it because when they see a commercial pop up, you know, they're it gets their attention. They're not they're not used to it like right. we like we grew up with. And that's sad because, you know, and, and I'm a huge retro fan. I listen to like a lot of retro podcasts about you know 80s culture, 70s culture because I'm an old dude. But the thing is, I think what we get in my generation is that we go back and the nostalgia is for those commercials. Like I remember, right. you know, as much of the toy as I do the commercial, you know, like connect Four. like, I don't have four. Oh, diagonal. Oh, you got me sister. And then, you know, it's like, I, I remember that. <laughs> stuff. I can't remember, you know, important stuff, but I can remember. That. Anyway, let's right. talk no, Disney. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> let's jump in here and uh, talk Disney. So, how did you find a Disney podcast? Where did your Disney fandom start? Like, how did this all get going for you? Yeah, so for me, I mean, obviously, I listen to listen to the show every week. You know, like similar to most guests, or you know, I, it goes back to when I was a kid. Um, you know, if I was been thinking about this question, for me, what I think about is obviously going to the theaters, seeing all the all the movies there, going to the Disney store, and and thinking that you know this is amazing. You know, pre ordering the VHS 
tapes, you know, that came with like some form of collective print. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Disney Channel, obviously Disney Originals. Um, you know, I, I still remember, you know, NSYNC doing the, the concerts nice. at the uh, Chinese theater, um, you know, years ago. So it goes all the way back to then. Unfortunately, you know, for me, the for the parks, uh, you know, I didn't have any exposure to them until 2019. Uh, my wife and my my daughter, who was two at the time, we took a four day trip to uh, Disneyland. And so that was my like kind of first exposure to the park scene. Um, and honestly, that's where the obsession really kind of kicked in. You know, I probably one getting to t- go there, but also having a kid of my own and, and, and getting to kind of start that process, you know, with uh, with my daughter. Okay, so let me ask you about that, because being in Houston, obviously you're you're kind of equidistant between the coast, right? Between, right. you know, Disneyland and Walt Disney World. You picked Disneyland for your very first trip. Was there was there a reason why you went there first instead of Walt Disney World? What drew you there? No, honestly, Mike, I wish I had like a cool answer, but you know, for me, I, I, I didn't know anything. For us, it was just, it just, I think it was the weather is what kind of drew us to Disneyland. Obviously being in Houston, we kind of wanted That's to true. <laughs> kind of get away from weather that we, you know, typically are in. Uh, so I think that's kind of what drove us there. You know, like looking back now, I'm glad that we started there, um, you know, especially hearing all your stories and, and, you know, your comments about Disneyland, you know, I'm kind of glad that's where we started you know we didn't really have a lot of i didn't really know anything i didn't have any expectations um and, and to be honest where i've come from then to now you know i, I want to go back because I, I would do it totally different this time around as opposed to when we went uh back in 2019. so what do you remember from that trip because we'll dive into this trip here that we're going to talk yeah. about tonight but i'm always curious about first trips and especially your thoughts on disneyland because you were a first timer but i mean you had no you know, uh, knowledge to draw on from a Walt Disney World perspective, where I think a lot of us, you know, do go to Walt Disney World and hop out to Disneyland and you're always trying to like take those strategies you learn from Walt Disney World and apply mm-hmm. them to Disney. You were, you know, I would think it'd be easier to go to Disneyland first because it's not so complex. It's not such a metropolis to maneuver. Right. But I mean, did you feel overwhelmed or did it feel just right? You know, kind of, you know, like a big... Yeah, you know, it, it felt just right. I mean, to be honest, like I will say, like, you know, the castle was a little underwhelming at first, mm-hmm. you know, just because you, you, you grew up, you see the commercials for Disney World and, and so not, you know, that's what you kind of expect. But honestly, like, I would say it's now that we've done both, it's still my favorite park. I mean, or my favorite, like, coast. Uh, D- DCA is our favorite park. But, you know, I think it's just, a, it's a different vibe. It doesn't seem as competitive. And I don't know if that's just maybe when we went or if it's like a culture. It just seems a lot more just relaxed, you know, which is kind of our speed, especially with kids, Um, you know, you don't feel like you're just constantly competing and trying to win the day, you know, and that's kind of what, like looking back, that's kind of what I enjoy the most. And, you know, the the cast members, especially, I think that's kind of what stood out the most is just how friendly, you know, um, just the cast members are. I think that was kind of what stood out to me, like looking back on that trip, what was the most eye-opening compared to what, you know, you see in your day-to-day, you know, with, you know, with service industry. That's so funny that you say that because on about day two or three of our, our trip to Disneyland this, in July, mm-hmm. my wife, Pam turned to me and she said, the thing I really like about Disneyland, you know, cause we, you know, she knew I was like eating it up. Like I, I just kept saying, I love this place. I, right. And I kept telling her like, it's hard to put my, my the, the head around why I love this place so much, but I'm, I'm in love. Like I love it. And she said, here's what it is. It's super chill. And she said, nobody's like in a hurry out here. She says, everybody just seems very chill 
and it's she used that same term. It's not competitive. She yeah. feels, you know, she says Walt Disney World's fun, but it feels many times like everybody is trying to maximize the day. Yeah. Because because it is expensive. I mean, Disneyland's just as expensive. But, right. you know, it's like everybody's trying to be the first in line or to get the best picture or to, you know, get that extra few minutes with the princess. She says it for some reason. She goes, and I don't, she, she couldn't tell why because it's still Disney fans. It's still equally yeah. expensive. But she says maybe it's just the Southern California culture and that it is kind of more of a locals park. But that's got to be changing. But that's so funny you say that because my wife turned to me and said that exact same thing. And I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. Definitely, for sure. It's so funny. Good, good point. Okay, so let's talk about the trip we we're going to dive into tonight. So, when did you take it, and how did it come together? Yeah, so obviously, you know, going back to that Disneyland trip, like I said, it was our first time, or my first time, experiencing the parks. So that was great, but it, but it was also my first time to kind of experience the Disney Blues. And like for me, I like to think that I'm a rational person that you know is very aware of like my feelings and you know what I felt after returning from that trip, you know, I, I would have never anticipated that. And so, you know, this trip, I know it's come up the last few times, but this, this, the current trip that we're discussing today was a delayed trip that we had booked, you know, three months after returning from our Disneyland trip. Um, so it was supposed to take place in September of 2020. Um, you know, and here we are, it, you know, obviously it happened in April of 2022. Part of that was just obviously with the closure, you know, it being our first time going to Disney World, we didn't want to have our first experience be limited mm -hmm. just with the capacity and just with the, you know, a lot of the closures or, or just with, with the experiences being, you know, closed and not at full capacity. We wanted to just kind of hold off and, and, and push to where it was more of your typical Disney World experience. So that's kind of when it got started is, you know, following that Disneyland trip, but like most got delayed in 2020 um, and, and pushed all the way to 2022, just based on what was coming online and what was opening up. It seems like every trip report we have is now a, it used to be a 2020 trip and it ended up being 2022. So yeah, I, yeah, it was a crazy time. You know, it, we, I went down, you know, right with Scott right after the parks reopened. But I think that was just the time where if you had been many, many times, it was a great time to go because you weren't missing anything you hadn't done. But in right. a situation like yours, you made the exact right call. That would not have been mm -hmm. the time to go for your first trip because it was the magic wasn't there for me what it was. Right. It, it was, it was the, the weirdness, you know, like I loved yeah. it because it was so, it was like you were living in bizarro world. You know, we were, we were getting kicked out of the magic kingdom one night and it was still definitely light outside. I think the park closed at seven, you know, and it was August and we're walking out. We're the last ones. Cause we had a late ADR at Liberty tree and, you know, we took forever to eat cause we wanted to be the last ones to get pictures. Right. We were doing this on purpose and yeah. we're like, the, we're, we're like the last ones in the magic kingdom. It's light as can be. And they're, you know, we're getting kicked out because it's closed and we're the last park that's open tonight. You know what? Seven o'clock. There's nothing else open at, on property. It was so weird. So that would have been really funky for somebody for a very first trip. That's not, that's not what Walt Disney world's about. So you definitely made the right call there. I bet you had lots of, lots of conversations though, about like how long do we wait? Because it was so uncertain, you know, from yeah. March to September. Well, for us too, we welcomed our son in December of 2020. So he was a COVID baby. So for that, that kind of, you know, furthered the, uh, the trip as well. So yeah, but the trip was originally planned. We were going to do a similar length of stay in September of 2020 at the All-Stars. I think it was a, that was back when I think it was a, a, a dining discount package that we had booked um and so obviously that wasn't available to us when we took this trip but yeah no we um we had a great time 
Man, dining package. That tells you how long ago it was. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Every day, my well, guess. Because we went to Disneyland. We stayed off site. You know, we we brought our lunch into the park. We ate our breakfast in the hotel. You know, and then we would usually grab a meal, like Blaze Pizza or whatever, on the way home, like from the parks. And so, you know, this Disney World trip, we're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna go all out. We're gonna stay on site, which is maybe not as much of an option when you're at Disney World, but stay on site do the dining package, you know, really try to give it a go. Because at that point I was hooked. Before I was, you know, your typical, like, not cheap, but I, I, I didn't really know. I wouldn't, right. didn't know what I was missing. And right. so I was more on a budget and, and trying to just, you know, it was just a different experience for sure. No, but I love that progression, though, because you get that first kind of taste of it. You're in the parks. You kind of see how everything pans out. Then your next trip, I love it. You know, pick an all-star, get a, you know, do it, maybe do it back in the day. I can't believe we're talking about this. Maybe do a quick service dining plan. Maybe do the regular dining plan, you know, and and, and just see what it's all about. You know, maybe not do a hopper if you're trying to save some money, but then, you know, and then as the years go on and maybe you have more means, you know, whatever happens, you could maybe upgrade to a moderate, whatever. So I, I like that idea. So now let me ask you about this because you guys ended up doing a split stay. You right. didn't say at the All-Stars. <laughs> you guys, yeah. Right. You guys did it a little bit different than the All-Stars. So tell us about how you picked your accommodations, because these are really nice. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, my son was born in December of 2020. And, um, you know, so obviously that kind of changes, like, our, our mentality on it. Right now we have a, a one-year-old that we're taking with us as opposed to a, a four- or five-year-old. Um, and so the idea was that we were going to stay at the Contemporary, be close so that, you know, it's easier to duck out, get a nap, that kind of deal. Um and so we actually made that reservation. Um, we booked that and, you know, we waited and I listened to podcasts and listened to, you know, different. And I kept hearing people like reference DVC and talk about DVC. And, um, you know, I, I didn't think that I could ever afford it because I, I would go online and then long story short, I ended up finding a resale and we ended up getting a DVC contract. You're all um, in. You're okay. So you've gone from like, I'm just going to go to Disneyland yeah, I know. and jump in. I know. <laughs> Dude, you're like, you, you jumped in the 20 foot into the pool here. <laughs> right. Well, again, I like to think that I'm a rational person. If I could do a screen share with you, I could show you the Excel documents no, that I built you. to not <laughs> only justify the purchase, but also just to try to make sense of it. Right. Right. And right. Again, for us, we were hooked after the 2019 trip. We knew that this is something that we would want to do if we could have, you know, yearly or bi-yearly or, you know, every other year. Um, and with young kids, you know, the deluxes, they, they, they provide convenience and that's what DVC does. You know, it allows us to stay, you know, in deluxe accommodations at a, at a, at a discount. So, um, yeah, so we ended up doing a split stay at, at Bay Lake Tower in Kidani uh, uh, Village. So, yeah, because you mentioned it all stars and I was, I was peeking over here. I'm like, wait, do I got the right email pulled up? Because I'm pretty sure it's a Bay Lake and Animal Kingdom Lodge. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, this no, thing know, got man. a little and out of control. Like, it's not something that I like to talk about a lot because it's, yeah, I know that it's kind of, it's crazy for most people, right? Um, no, but the, it's, a, it's a commitment. The progression of that. You know, DVC is one of those things you're buying over time. You're investing in the future. And, you know, I think that's great because you know that you have, you've made a financial decision where you are investing in memories over the long term, which is totally, right. you don't have to explain to me or I, I, Scott's DVC. You know, it's better than being DVC is having a buddy that's DVC. I'll tell you that. Cause yeah. I just hang out with yeah. him at all. I hang out with him at old Key West all the time. <laughs> Cause he loves yeah, no, to no, stay no, there. We're excited about it. And you know, I, I, will, I will say the one thing that's nice about it is it kind of takes the pressure off the trip. Right. I think right. it's, it's knowing that, you know, you, 
you've made this commitment knowing that you're going to be back, you know, assuming all things, you know, Lord willing. And so it's one of those deals where it, it kind of takes that pressure and allows you to maybe just kind of, again, have that, that, uh, that West coast, you know, vibe to your, to your mm -hmm. Disney world trip. hundred percent. Now it's kind of ironic because one of the reasons we had Scott on to do this whole trip report last Monday was because we'd never have anybody on that stays the contemporary hardly. Like we, we have a hundred shows on the Coronado and you right. know, a thousand shows on pop century. But we never, everybody says the contemporary and here you are, Bay Lake Tower. All right, so give me a quick review. What did you think of Bay Lake Tower as a Disney fan? Because the one thing I hear about it is that it's kind of sterile, but of yeah. course you cannot beat the views or the location. So what, give us what you thought. Yeah, so honestly, we picked Bay Lake Tower as our home resort. So that's where we're going to be for the next 30 something years. Um, and to be honest with you, like, I think the reason our, like ours, again, it was sight unseen because we've never been there. Um, but kind of where I was thinking and what I was hoping would be the case was that, you know, obviously it is sterile, like the resort itself. Like once you're in the Bay Lake Tower portion, um, you know, obviously it's, you don't have all the theming as, as you do like in an Animal Kingdom Lodge or a, at Pop or Art. But, you know, one thing I do like about Bay Lake Tower or even the contemporary for that matter is that you feel like you're still like in the map in the magic, you know, because mm -hmm. people are still experiencing their day, right? You have people coming over doing Chef Mickey's or, you know, just, you got the monorail running through. So for me, I feel like you never like escape the, the magic. And I know, obviously I've never stayed anywhere else other than the two that we've stayed. So I can't speak for the other resorts. I would imagine it probably feels that way as well, but you know, being park adjacent, you know, being able to see the magic kingdom, it's just something that you can't, you know, you, you can't get that anywhere else, right? So that was like kind of the draw to us. Obviously the walk, you know, that you can't beat that either. Um, you know, the good food and obviously we'll get into it, but you know, having Chef Mickey's and Steakhouse 71 right there. Um, it's it's just very convenient. You know, for us, we're not really, we're not really fancy people to be honest with you. Like, so for us, we don't need it. We just need a place to stay, but it's the amenities that we enjoy. Um, you know, the pool, the slides, the pool. Yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, great call. I mean, it, yeah, definitely. Because you can walk right there. You can go over to TTC, catch a monorail to Epcot if you want to head out over there. Yeah, it's a, it's a neat little place. Now, let me ask you about Animal Kingdom Lodge. And just so while we're in the resort section here. Yeah. Very different because this is, this is a place where, you know, you could stay here and, you know, go over to John, go back and forth between Kidani and Jumbo House and not ever have to go to a theme park. You know, there's a lot going on and there's a lot to see and do. So... And I can't imagine the, being your first time there. I mean, it, it had to blow you away, right? Just the oh yeah, no, it's definitely a different. It's definitely a different experience. I would say, like for us, like Animal Kingdom Lodge would be perfect, like when our kids are older, because I you really do. Again, for me, I I don't have a a lot of knowledge when it comes to different resorts. But one thing, like you know, in retrospect of the trip, is like Animal Kingdom Lodge. You definitely don't feel the same hard vibes that you would no. at, at a Bay Lake Tower. You know, nope. It's the opposite, actually. I mean, when you yeah, said that, I was thinking opposite. these two exactly. couldn't be more opposite because you're right. I mean, you almost feel like Bay Lake Tower is an extension of Tomorrowland. Almost like, you're, you know, you're right there almost just over the berm, you know, and everything because the monorail yeah. could be going, you know, at Disneyland, the monorail is going through Tomorrowland and like, you know, your monorail is going through your resort at World. But right. Kidani Village, I mean, it is. I mean, it's set up like an outpost. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, you right. know, you, it's it's its own like little thing. Yeah, so it is yes. kind of the opposite. So I can understand why it, you know guests get to a certain point. It definitely provides that like, escape, right, where you can go and have your park day, but then you're able to go. I mean, even the pool, the pool is like you feel like you're in this the way that they have it. You know, you feel like you're in the jungle, right? I mean, mm -hmm. they got the tall grass. You know, it's. It's, it's awesome. I mean, we really, we really enjoy it. I mean, for us with the young kids, you know, this, you know, 
Bailey Tower was better just because of being able to walk back to your resort. You can't really beat that. But other than that, you know, yeah, Animal Kingdom Lodge is an awesome resort. Your daughter had to get a kick out of those seeing the animals, right? I mean, perfect age for that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we, we had a Savannah view. The, the one thing I will say, anyone who stays at Kidani, you know, when you make your, your recommendations or your requests to try to get as close as you can to the elevator, um, oh, yeah. you know, we we didn't yes. know. I don't know. I, 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 it's a poor, poor planning on our part, but we didn't make any requests. So we were on like the furthest end of that, that loop at Kidani. So we'd get off and we'd have, you know, probably like a quarter to half a mile walk to get to our... Um, uh -huh. to our to our room um nope. but you yep. know obviously still though you know grateful to have the opportunity to stay there and get to see the animals when you wake up and, and at night it, it's like i said you can't beat that yeah but no i've been there because we stayed at jumbo a couple times and we have one of those rooms where i just told my wife this is just it's marathon training like that's that's all this is like if we're so far to get to our room every day you know get off the bus I'm like, okay, should we stop and get, uh, you know, hydrate? Because we are still so far from our room when they right, dropped us yeah. off at the resort because it's just, it's a funky shape because of the savannas. It's kind of like a horseshoe. So yeah, and are. I felt for, for Bell Services when we, because we did a split <laughs> stay and that was like the second half. So they brought up our bags and they, the poor guy, man, he was like out of breath, <laughs> pushing, <laughs> pushing the car. I was like, oh man. So then we had groceries in it. And I was like, I, I'm going to go get them. I'm not going to have someone deliver those because it's 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 a haul. And to be pushing luggage and, you know, whatever, anything in additional, it's uh, it's taxing for sure. <laughs> You're a good guy. All right. So let me ask you real quick, though, about this. You mentioned this in the notes. And people are constantly asking me about this. And you have experience. You guys use Tiffany Town Car to get from the airport to the resort and back. So yeah. was it a positive experience? Uh, what were your feelings on that? Just so people know. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's kind of mixed, to be honest, Mike. The drivers were very professional. Honestly, the booking was – everything was was easy and simple. The drive, you know, we did a public stop, <clears throat> which was nice. So everything that you could ever ask for in a service. The one issue that we did run into was the car seats. Okay. <clears throat> so we had a – like I said, a five-year-old at the time and a one-year-old at the time. You know, and there's – this the way that they operate, you have to kind of put them in the comments and kind of – and so then you're kind of at the mercy of the drivers having the appropriate – uh, car seats and so you know some people are not saying they're lax but you know some people are a little bit more I guess particular about what they like their you know what their kids ride in and right. so that was my our only complaint um you know I, it sounds terrible but I, I want to say my one-year-old son he, he was forward-facing when I think theoretically you're not supposed to be forward-facing until like you're two so I mean I know it Maybe in the old days, it probably wasn't a big deal, but you know, now like it's, you know, it's, it's different. So for me with a family of young kids, like that was my only concern and like only drawback from it. I, I'd imagine if you were just like a, you know, a party with, you know, teens or young kids or teenagers where they're not maybe requiring all the, all the, the different car seats, it would be a great service. Like I said, the drivers were professional. They were on time you know, we got there. I was worried about that because, you know, you, that's your biggest concern is, trying to get back to the airport, you know, and, and deal with security. And so no issues there. It was more just the, the, the car seats. Cool. Yeah. That's uh, if, I, I mean, it, back in my day, we just rode in the back of an F-150, you know, that <laughs> yeah. was, but then with my kids, I was always paranoid, you know, cause like, I was like, Oh my gosh, I have a Jeep Wrangler the, the, you know, and I'm like, Oh my God, it's strapped her in, you know, she had an eight point harness. I mean, you know, the, the Apollo astronauts weren't strapped in any tighter than, <laughs> than Mallory was when we went to McDonald's, so I, I totally get it. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about fun times in the parks. You're there. Now, I will say, like, 
see, you had two kids. I've never done it with two young ones because Paige and Mallory are almost 12 years apart. So it was almost like having two only children. So we got, right. you know, it got to do that. I will say Mallory was easier when she was a baby than when she was like three. Because like once they get that age, you know, three, four, five, they start wanting everything in the stores. They start getting opinions on everything. And, you know, of yeah. course, that's how it is. So you had two and it was your first trip. And I mean, it's overwhelming. There's so much going on. Sound, sights, you know, smells. Tell us about what it was like in the theme parks for you guys. How, and how did you kind of strategize how you were going to do what and what order? Yeah. So, I mean, for us, I think, you know, it was... It was a struggle at first. I think we weren't anticipating the crowds. I think once you kind of got used to that element and then maybe reset your expectations, I think the trip went much better. You know, for, like I said, for us, it was our first trip to Disney World. And so, you know, we hit the ground running. You know, we did Lightning Lane, or I'm sorry, did Genie Plus on our arrival day, you know, stacked uh, attractions, you know, pretty much got there. You know, had a pub sub. Oh, I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say yes because I didn't think you got one, but yes, that's Scott and I are already talking about our pub sub. Two weeks, we're stopping at Publix. (laughs) Cannot wait. (laughs) Yeah, so we did that, but yeah, hit the ground running. You know, and and, in the same deal, you know, I guess our first full day there, you know, and you you start to kind of, you know, again, like we're very fortunate to 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 know that we're going to be going back. You know, and so we really had to kind of really kind of reset our expectations and try to slow down. I mean, I know I hear people talk about it all the time and and it's so hard to just kind of get in the rat race of it. But, you know, for us, it it was doing that, obviously utilizing Genie Plus. I mean, we, with with two kids, especially with a, a, you know, the one-year-old, we didn't wait in any lines, whatever we could get, we got. And, you know, and that was kind of where we were at with that. Um, You know, utilizing, you know, going back for naps or just going back in general, just to hang out the resort and to swim. Um, you know, just like what everyone says, I mean, we really took advantage of that. Um, just trying to pace ourselves and not overdo it, but you're right though. I mean, obviously my son is now going to be two, uh, on Saturday and it would be a different experience taking him now versus <laughs> when he was one. He yeah. just, he's much more opinionated now and doesn't want to be in a stroller. Right. So it, it's going to be a little bit different come next year. Uh, you know, trying to limit him from, you know, just, running crazy in the park. Yeah. I just returned to my wife and I said, you know, I thought she was going to be, I thought it was gonna be the hardest one when she was six months old. We took her, you know, cause we had to bring all the bottles. You had to, you know, take mm-hmm. the, the formula and shake the bottles of the hot water. And, you know, she had to go <laughs> into the changing stations and all that stuff. I'm like, but she slept the whole time. All you do is feed her sleep, you know, and we, she slept in her stroller oh, yeah. when she was two. Oh man. That <laughs> was like, right. Oh, just sleep. For, for 10 minutes, just please give me some downtime. I, I want to have fun too on this vacation. You know, it's crazy. Definitely. So, yeah, I, I can't speak for everyone, but like I said, for us, it was more about just kind of getting, you kind of have to get reaccustomed to it, I would think. For most people who go back, it's probably jarring at first, you know, because I know it's busy right now, but for us, it was more about just kind of getting acclimated to just like what it's going to be like. You know, you have these expectations and, and you know, you go into it thinking, you know, X, and then it's totally different. I, I think that was kind of what helped us is just try to kind of reset that. And then, and, and that, that helped us going forward. So you guys spent time in every park you had hoppers um, while you were mm-hmm. there. So give us a couple stories. Like what were some memorable either attractions shows you saw just uh, fun times in the theme parks of, you know, what stood out? 
Yeah, again, first first trip, you know, so you, you go in thinking it's going to be, you know, what you're going to look back is going to be on this ADR or, mm-hmm. you know, or this certain attraction. But, you know, I look back and all of like the, the memories that I have is usually over us having some form of quick service mill or on some form of transportation yep. going to the parks. Yep. And so I don't, I don't know if it's because, um, you know, maybe it's the anticipation of going to the park and you're so you're, you're still like excited about the experience. And so maybe, maybe that's why, or maybe you're just happy to kind of be out of the crowd. Um, so for us, I mean, you know, like I said, eating lunch at Pecos Bill and, and you know, my son, you know, being delirious at that point and, you know, and goofing off or, you know, riding the monorail to Epcot and, you know, just seeing kind of the whole, you know, the whole Seven Seas Lagoon in the morning, seeing all the transportation and like kind of the resort waking up, you know, that was for us, you know, magical for me at least. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, for us, fortunately that the characters were, that was like the week that they had come back um, where like you, you had the full experience and, you know, I think we benefited not only from just having them back, but you, I, you just kind of got the impression that the characters missed it as well. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there'd been all this, this long, you know, time off from that. And so like the embraces, they just seemed, not that they don't seem genuine, but they just seemed, you know, more genuine and, and longer. And, you know, so that, that was, you know, I'll never forget that. Um, just getting back to see the characters and just the, the excitement on my kids eyes, but also on the characters as well. That's, that's well said because I believe that to hundred percent to be true. Cause I remember that time, you know, it was like, it was almost like we'd hit a milestone, you know, as far as Disney fans and, you know, you had the parks closed and you had the parks reopen. That was a milestone. You had the ships start to sail again, another milestone, but a huge one, you know, kind of like a soft milestone was we can meet the characters, you know? And I mean, because that's the quintessential Disney experience, you know, you go to Walt Disney world and before 2020, you never even gave it a second thought, right? You go to Walt Disney World and, of course, I'm going to walk up to Mickey Mouse and get my picture mm-hmm. taken or my favorite prince or princess or Captain Jack or whatever you have, you know, and it's like that got ripped away, you know? And so to get that back and you were there at that historical time, that that's really cool. And it, it's cool that you mentioned that because I didn't really think about it. But, I, you know, that's a that's a definite, you know, time and point of history for, for Disney Parks. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that I'm saying won't forget that. I mean, again, I, I think just being, it's almost like we're seasoned and to the, you know, to this regard, because, you know, we're, we're able to, we're fortunate to be able to just kind of take a step back. You know, we, you know, letting the kids play on, on the hub grass, you know, with their bubble mm-hmm. wands. And, and I don't know that that's when I look back on the trip, that's the moments that I look, you know, it, it, like remember the most is it, just those simple moments. And it, it's frustrating because, you know, we're, we're having a meal. We have we have meals together, you know, year round. Right. And it, it's just something about Disney World. And I don't know if it's just because you don't have the distraction of just life or, or, yeah, or what it is, but yeah. it's just something special about it. Um, you know, and yeah, it's 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 wild, man. I, I think it gets to be exactly what you just said. It's it's especially as your kids get older. Right. You know, when I'm lucky enough, the page goes with us now that she's an adult and. You know, she's up in Chicago running her basketball team and hey, go flames, by the way, um, <laughs> you know, and then Mallory's in high school now and she's got her cheerleading and she's, you know, super busy. But when we get to go on a Disney vacation for a week or so, you know, and Pam's a teacher, I'm always working on the computer, doing the podcast, book and travel. But while we're there, you know, life pauses. And so you're right. I mean, we do eat together, you know, here at home, but 
you know, it's always like, okay, well, we're going to slam down, you know, this Mexican real quick. And then, you know, Mallory's got to be at this cheer practice or football that I got to go home and work and Pam's got to, but at Walt Disney World, it's like the only thing we have to do is sit there and talk to each other, you know, maybe ride out at 45 minutes until the fireworks start. Mm-hmm. And there's something magical because you can relax. You can be a family. I love that. And you, 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 one of the other things when you're, when you're talking that really kind of hit me was when I look back at my pictures, some of my favorite pictures for the last 15 years of going to Walt Disney World, not attractions, but it's like sitting at the pool at Pop Century or like you said, a counter service restaurant like the ABC Commissary. You mentioned you guys ate there. You know, yeah. I, just, I just have such great memories of this wacky stuff we did. But it was mm-hmm. never it was never about like, Oh, I was the first one on Space Mountain. You know, yeah, yeah, I I did that and it was fun. But the good times, I mean, one of the best times I ever had was at the boardwalk. We just hung out at the pool all day, you know, at the boardwalk yeah. villas. It's awesome. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of rides, though, you know, obviously for us, we came a long way. My daughter went to Disneyland. She was two at the time. And, you know, dark rides scared her. I mean, we, we barely made it through the, the Royal Theater, you know, Rapunzel show with Mother Gothel. So, you know, going into this trip, we weren't really sure. We were hoping that, you know, it's been two or three years. We were, we were hoping that, you know, obviously we would have progressed. Um, and, you know, she, I mean, she's the most timid little girl like at home, but, at, you know, in the park, man, she was wanting to ride all the rides, you know, she, you know, we did, we did Everest, everything that she was tall enough to do. Wow. You know, Hollywood Studios and the, the Tower of Terror. I mean, she did it all. So <laughs> for me, that was something that I'll look back and just seeing how, how proud I was was of her to, to be willing to go out and, and, and to do that and to, and to enjoy it as well. She um, did tower. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. In Everest. I mean, there's a lot of adults that won't do either one of those. Yeah, she, she, she was in, you know, we were fortunate to go back in October of this year. So she did, uh, you know, we did guards of the galaxy then. So she's done them all, man. The only one she hasn't done, I think is uh rock and roller coaster. So I think that's a height requirement that she's not at yet, but you know, I think what's tricky with where we're at now is we had to do rider swap a lot of time because my son's obviously not able to ride most of the rides. So the rides that we got to do together were also special. And, and a lot of those two, you know, there's a lot of history around them as well. So, you know, I believe me, we, we rode, you know, we were forced to ride, uh, you know, the mine, uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train multiple times. And my daughter with, with rider swap mode multiple times. But and those rides, some of those rides, they just go by so fast. And there's something about like just the old boat rides where it, you know, it just takes longer. It's got a lot more, you know, like I said, it's got some history to it. You know, there's something about those rides. Like I said, maybe it's the nostalgia of it. But for us, we don't, we haven't been going long enough. So it, it's still though, those rides, they, they just have something to them. You know, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it's just the, the history behind it, but you know, we don't have a long history with them, but we enjoy those rides more, I think, because we get to do it with the, with the family. Yeah, it's just chill. All right, you're right. You're yeah. just sitting there having a good time. Yeah, and I, I remember back when we used to do the child swap with Mallory because Paige obviously was older. It, we used to, it, Paige used to call Mallory her golden fast pass because that was back <laughs> yeah. in the fast pass days, right? Because she got to ride twice because she would ride yeah. with me and then she'd ride with Pam because you know we'd pass off Mallory and she's like, yeah, there's the golden fast pass. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really cool that they do that. I mean, I, they don't, they, I guess they don't have to, but that, that is, is really, really neat. You know, obviously we, me and my wife getting to experience it with my daughter, you know, right? Um, and because it is hard, it's hard, you know, kind of get, and that's kind of what we did at Disneyland. Also, my daughter wasn't right, able to ride anything. So there's a lot of times where one was riding by itself. So I look forward to the trips where we can all ride together and where we can experience, you know, everything together and not feel like we're all, kind of, you know, 
pushing the stroller around for, for 15 minutes while the other two are riding the ride. I look forward to where we can all, you know, kind of get into it together. You'll get there. Trust me. Yeah. You'll get there and all of a sudden they'll be off to college, man. I don't want to tell you that, but it happens. It goes so yeah. fast. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let me ask you this. Cause we have about 10 minutes left. I want to ask you about the dining. Um, yeah. You said you're not real fancy. Cause I'm not either. When I talk to Scott though, he's always like Citrico's California grill, you know, flying right. fish. I'm like, have fun. Um, but you guys went to chef Mickey's steakhouse 71 in Via Napoli, as far as, you know, sit down meals, yeah. which one of those was your favorite and why if you had to pick one? You know, honestly, I would probably say Via Napoli. It's it's, it's close. Obviously, like Steakhouse Seventy One. You know, I, I, the food that you get there at the price you pay, I feel like it's it's a steal. I think for me, like though the pizza, I love the, the fact that the restaurant is so loud, right? For 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 parents of young kids, you know, that's like always your concern. <laughs> yeah, Even when you're at Disney World, you know, we're we're try, we're very mindful of how our kids are behaving. You know, not to put off anyone next to us, right? Um, and Vietnam just provides this like environment that's, you know, conducive to your kids just kind of getting to, you know, just let loose. And so, you know, for us, the food was great everywhere. Um, but if I had to pick, I would, I would have shown <laughs> Vietnam is, is one that I look back on probably the most, you know, because I mean, who doesn't want pizza after you've been walking all day? Um, you know, plus you don't really escape, you get to escape the park. It just feels different when you're in the park and you kind of just dip into a restaurant as opposed to having to take transportation and, it's just something to it. Um, so for me, I would say Via Napoli. I mean, Chef Mickey's was great. Uh, you know, the, the characters were, like I said, were it was a full experience then. You know, the one thing I will say is that it just felt so rushed. Like, it, you know, you felt like you're just being rotated out of there. And I get why they have to do it. It's, you know, there's a lot of demand for that. But that that's the one thing that kind of, not rubbed me wrong, but one thing that I would change, you just feel like you're, you're having this rushed experience and it kind of takes away from just, again, like the moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying because they are trying to turn the tables in there and it's expensive. So they should not try to, yeah. you know, you shouldn't have to hustle at that price point because that place is, is not cheap. So, okay, let me ask you about the counter service real quick. And uh, you guys went to, you mentioned Pecos Bills, Casey's, Pinocchio's Village House, uh, Cosmic Rays, also ABC Commissary and Woody's Lunchbox. So if you had to highlight one of those, which one would you pick? Besides Pecos, we kind of talked about that earlier. Yeah, well, for me, it's, it's Casey's Corner, man, hands down. Yeah, as a, as a baseball player, grew up playing baseball, eating you know Frito pie and hot dogs. Nice. And hey, we call meats. those we call those pepper bellies here in St. Louis. But yeah, same thing. Nice. Yeah. So for me, that's uh, that was that was the restaurant or that was the quick service that I enjoyed. You know, obviously we we were we were that family that was eating the meal on the curbside. You know, of, of Main Street. You know, we we very seldom that we actually eat at a table. You know, like I said, it was it was busy, um, and so for us. You know, we weren't, you know, trying to hover and trying to find one. It was more about just getting the kids food so, you know, we didn't have any issues. And so most of the time we were eating on the curb or eating on the side, just trying to make do. But out of all those, Casey is the one that I would, you know, frequent and, and want to go back to. Good stuff. Yeah, I'm right with you, man. I get some corn dog nuggets and a, you know, Coke Zero and a little dip and cheese and I'm good to go. But, you, oh, man, you mentioned Frito Pies, which I think are the same things as we call them pepper bellies. And I was a ball player too, man. I, I would I would either play my game at We Hop Baseball Fields or I'd umpire my two games, my six fifteen yeah. and my eight thirty, take my little check up to the place and get my money for the night and I'd spend about, you know, a quarter of it on the pepper belly and some big league chew. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that was a good night. All right, so we got a wrap, but um before we do couple of questions. So like lasting memory from this trip, is there anything that stands out when you look back at this trip, split stay, Kidani, Bay Lake tower? I mean, was there like one story that stood out, you know, sometime at the pool or sometime in one of the parks 
kind of, you know, this is the trip that this happened, anything like that? Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I it's obviously it was our last night. I think that's probably for most people, right? You know, I think that last day you're just trying to really take it in, you know, and my daughter and I, we, you know, we closed Magic Kingdom down, you know, but the kids, you know, has got them treats from the, the confectionery, you know, they're eating, watching fireworks and the, the, the looks that we got from some of the, the people around us and the comments, you know, obviously they're, you know, it's a perfect Disney day. So that, that's what I look, look back on is, you know, things that I would never do here at home, you know, <laughs> just give my kids a just, you know, chocolate and Rice Krispie treats at nine o'clock at night, but, but doing that to close down the park. And then, like I said, closing it down with my daughter and, and getting a park or getting a picture in front of, you know, the castle, you know, with hardly anyone around us. It, that's, that's one memory that I you know, will look back on. Don't feel bad. I can go one worse than that. When Paige was about, gosh, she had been about nine or 10. We were doing extra magic hours in the evening at the magic kingdom. <laughs> And it was open till 3 a.m. Okay, because it closed at midnight. There used to be three extra hours back in the day. So we're, we're bound and determined. This is back when my wife and I were both teachers. Middle of summer, we didn't have anything to do. So we stayed out. We were like, we're staying till 3. And she was only like 10. She wanted to stay. So we got her, and I don't know if they still have these, but they have those like long like tubes where you just fill them up with sugar, like different colors of sugar. Like right. you know, from the, like a big round thing, you just go around and ch-ch-ch. we bought her one of those. That sucker <laughs> must have been 18 inches long. And we yeah. just let her keep eating that thing like and start on it at like eight o'clock at night just to keep her yeah. awake. And I mean, terrible. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Terrible man. parenting. You, like I say, it's a, you pay a lot of money to be there. You, know, you want to get every bit of it. Right. And so I'm, both of no her parents here. Both parents have master's degrees in elementary education. Yet here we are giving our kid 18 inches worth of pure sugar at eight o'clock at night, you know, I'm going to stay up till three. Yeah. That was, that was parenting of the year right there. So don't even sweat that. Okay. Last question. What do you have on the horizon? I know you guys are DVC. So what are you planning next? Yeah. So we're, we're going to be going, uh, in, in April of this year. Uh, you know, we, um, we weren't, we have some points that we were able to roll into. And so we're going to actually going to be staying in a one bedroom theme park view. So we're, we're excited to, to get to, I know obviously Scott, I think he was in a theme park view yes. at the contemporary. <laughs> I heard his comments about that. Looking forward to hearing about his trip on Monday, but uh, yeah, so we're going to be staying there doing a similar stay. Uh, you know, what's, what's difficult now is now that my daughter's in school, you know, we're kind of handcuffed, you know, to the school schedule, right? So I look forward to being at Disney World with all the people, um, you know, celebrating spring break uh, from Texas that week. Uh, but yeah, we're going in April. Like I said, stay in the one-bedroom theme park view and, and looking forward to it. Well, it sounds awesome. And you know what? You are really – I love hearing this. It's super refreshing because most of the guests we have on – and, you know, it's just – it's because folks listening to podcasts are just all in on Disney, as you are, as I am. But a lot of us have gone a lot of times at this point. And it's great to hear kind of this fresh perspective. And it's so refreshing that you had such a good time and that you have such a great future in front of you with the young family. So, Marcus – you know, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing this because what a great way to start the week. And I wish you and uh, your family the best here moving into 2023. Yeah, Mike, thank you for having me. And, and, and thank you for, for your team and everything y'all do. This is, this is I drive a lot. And so this kind of gets me through the week. And so, uh, you know, I, I can't, you know, can't tell you much how, how much I appreciate you know what you're doing here. Well, thank you so much. Yes. Uh, happy New Year and uh, stay safe. All right. Hey. Don't forget, our shows are brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out here as we move into 2023. The agents are standing by right now, even during this hectic week, over at themagicforless.com. We'll help you plan a great Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Vacation. Again, check them out today. Mention the show, BeOurGuestPodcast.com, or not BeOurGuest, themagicforless.com. Just mention the BeOurGuestPodcast. 
That was my mistake for 2022. There it is. All right. Now, don't forget to use our Amazon affiliate link. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon every time you shop online. And also a special thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. Good to do without you. And our patrons get that bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you. Come on over to Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Give me a follow on the social media. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at be our guest mike would love to talk to you this crazy week where you don't know what day of the week it is probably and of course join us this sunday night seven o'clock eastern oh no there's no live show this sunday night because this sunday night is new year's eve and you know for most people what that means is you'll be counting down to, to 2023 right nope for this guy it means college football <laughs> it's uh, got two good college football games this sunday or this uh new year's eve so no, there'll be no live show. We're taking three weeks off. We took uh, we took uh, Christmas night off. We took New Year's Eve night off. And we're taking off, of course, the, the first uh, Sunday night of January because we'll be down for Marathon Weekend. Oh, my goodness. That's coming up super quick. So the shows will always be here, though, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We don't miss those. So don't miss checking your feed. All right. We're going to get out of here and wish you a great Boxing Day and a great start to your week here as we move into... Uh, Getting close to moving into 2023. So for Marcus down in Texas, I'm Mike here in Missouri. You guys stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.